strategy considerations through and beyond 2020. I'm Troy Forrest, Managing Director of Strategy Road Proprietary Limited and the Chief Facilitator at Forrest Workshops. I get the great privilege of helping facilitate a lot of strategic planning conversations. And now in this very strange COVID-19 affected period, we're going to see a great many leadership teams come back to the table shortly to recalibrate their strategic plans and thinking for the roads ahead. 2020 is now forever synonymous with COVID-19 and the myriad ripple effects it's going to have. And there aren't too many, if any, organisations on the planet that aren't affected and that don't have to take another look at their strategic plans and the roads ahead they previously decided upon. As a business re-strategizes its way through and beyond 2020, here are a few things that maybe are worth factoring into the thinking frameworks of leadership teams. Here's 10. Number 1. Pandemics and their ilk. Globally rocking events, black swans as Nassim Taleb calls them, will be thought about longer and harder by more. They're on the pestle list now, and the chances are they'll stay there for a while. And while it'll no doubt take a lot of time to fully appreciate all the nuances and dimensions of what such major, all-on-the-planet affected issues like this are, I think we're going to see the vast majority of strategically-minded leadership teams now at very least contemplating and factoring in how they'll progress even when the world tips upside down a bit, because in some way, shape or form, it inevitably will. So the question, what will weave its way into your strategy to either anticipate or buffer against or even make the most of the opportunities that might arise from a black swan event. Number two, we miss interpersonal. Tech, Zoom, Skype, e-contact, for all its remarkable functionality, just isn't quite human enough for us. We've got a suite of sensors, and e-coms touch only one or two of them at any one time at best. They miss the grout between the tiles of interpersonal communication, the small, seemingly inconsequential stuff that ties it all together. We're craving it right now, and strategy for tomorrow might benefit from bearing in mind that the people we want and need to do the work will still want and need real, up-close and personal human interfaces. That real human delight, be that staff or suppliers or customers, is best experienced in the flesh. So think about where that's going to fit in your strategy. Number three, we cope with digital. It isn't perfect, but it's damn amazing. And it can let us do functionally 99 out of 100 things we'd otherwise probably be in a room together doing. Actually, truth be told, it can probably do 101 out of 100 things because it lets us move faster, includes more from wherever they are, whenever we like, in real time, on a discussion. We love real, but digital has and will continue to enable so much more. And we're not so afraid of it now after having to swallow it. So... Strategy 2020 Plus is invariably hyper-digi-powered, and the encouragement to leaders would be to ask yourself the question, what's manual or analogue that really, post-2020, doesn't need to be? And what have we never been able to do before that digital means now affords us brand new opportunities with? Number four, there's agility and innovation in the house and an ability to summit learning curves quickly that we never knew we had. Necessity is the exposer of invention. We've seen entire industries, entire nations, entire continents turn the largest of ships around unbelievably fast. There have been decisions taken and new paths forged that, in ordinary times, would simply have been thought impossible, or at very least years or decades in the making. And in the space of days and weeks, we've shown that when motivation is sufficient, stuff can be done big and fast. 
So the genie's out of the bottle. But we're too big to make fast changes. It doesn't cut it now. There's a new speed benchmark and there's an exemplar of innovation before us. The question then in your strategic decision making, will you try and creep back to the old paradigms and more bureaucratic ways of making decisions? Or will the new model embrace this new standard? Number five, when we run too hard, we miss so much that's genuinely important. Take a look at the parks and tennis courts and bush trails and backyard gardens around where you are. The games of 500 or Monopoly that are being played around dining room tables on a Saturday night. The family Zoom calls with relatives interstate and the people pottering in vegetable patches. There's a sense that the world paused to take a really deep breath and everyone followed suit. And while there's a widespread burning itch for people to get back to work, get busy again, maybe born out of financial necessity and our self-perceptions being inextricably tied to our work, there may also persist a sense of, do we really have to work 60 plus hours per week to be happy? Is the breakneck pace underpinned by our 24-7 technology really so important in the scheme of things? In your strategic planning, contemplate whether the more soulful, reflective and deep breathing aspects of our nature are going to be valued differently and what that means for your people and your growth rate and growth angle ambitions. Number six, values come out when we're in a corner. The self-interested have been outed. The fair-weather friends have been outed. The duck and coverers have been outed by their silence. The generous community-minded have also been outed. The proactive supporters outed. The innovative, collaborative, integrity-possessing leaders have been outed. Whatever's written on the wall or the website, the stuff we've been saying in corporate retreats, on waiting room plaques and in our strategic plan opening pages that we believe in, it swallowed a big dose of truth serum. And the behaviours and attitudes you truly value have been plastered on your outer walls like Rosie the Riveter posters. So, strategy has to be rooted in honesty. Time then to take a look at what actually shone out and continues to shine out of your business. And if that means changing the words to truly reflect who you are and how you roll, then that's what you need to do. Because values aren't invented, they're reflected. Number seven, diversification will be de rigueur. Those exposed as one-trick ponies in this period, when the pony ride line got closed, are feeling real pain. Those, though, with abilities to flex and move and lean a bit heavier on B when A is doing it tough, they've got a chance. Not too many businesses will want to be caught helpless tomorrow by possessing a unipolar value proposition or very narrow band of offerings. It doesn't mean that all will try and become big box superstores catering to everyone with everything, but a review of supply chains, saleable offerings, distribution methods, customer groups, marketing and communication energies, human capabilities. There'll be lots of dimensions where diversify for the risk mitigation benefits will be thought through long and hard. So in your strategic planning, where are you going to buffer against the risks of being a pony ride seller? Number eight, what's essential and what's nice to have is being rethought. While excitement will no doubt build around doors reopening and trade resuming, the reality of budget belt tightening for a reasonable period, and we're talking years, not months, means businesses need to think hard about whether their offerings are necessity or luxury. They'll need to think about their own spending, 
what just has to happen versus what can be done without or done via a cheaper mechanism. They'll think through any channel segments, any expenditure, any places they can crib without overly compromising on the value perceived by their payers. Going direct has been trending north for years, and it'll undoubtedly enjoy a groundswell as creators seriously question the need for the once convenient intermediaries. That's not necessarily a death knell if you're a reseller, but you better factor the potential for your value being viewed differently into your strategic considerations. Number nine, the consequences of cheap have been exposed. In a country with high labour costs like Australia, we've dismantled many a manufacturing industry because we could get a reasonable quality import for a really affordable price. And once borders close to trade, we breathe in the price of not having local capabilities to supply our market with perceived essentials. While we're very fortunate to have enough food and wine to see us through to end of days, we're now to endure the pain of not having supported more premium-priced locally created products and watching those industries shut up shop as a result. Might some return in some way as a result of this moment? Perhaps. But one thing is certain, the allure of sourcing cheap offshore-made products will be tempered with the appreciation of the risks to this strategy and a strong locally produced tribal sentiment will bubble up in many markets. What does that imply for your strategy? Number 10. There's a revaluation on who brings and delivers genuine value. We have a newfound respect for teachers. Our estimation of doctors, nurses and healthcare workers has had a shot in the arm. Backer house workers, the packers and shippers and shelf stockers of our essential goods, we're a little more grateful for them. Then there's the professional service providers that got on the front foot and ensured we had good counsel, confidence affirming contact, support while a dynamic situation unfurled and turned. Those that took the calls on Sunday. Those that just said, OK, let's get into it and we'll figure out the arrangement later. Others shrank back from our worlds a while. Some found themselves on JobKeeper. And as the dust starts to settle and the reorganising of professional endeavours begins at the strategy table, the question is being and will be asked, who is essential to our next phase of enterprise? Who brings and crystallises genuine value? Who gets first seats on the bus? If you're readying to bring the team back to the strategy table and you'd like an experienced, committed hand to build and facilitate the conversation for maximum and sustainable impact, please get in touch with me, troy at forestworkshops.com.au, two hours in forest. I've facilitated hundreds of strategic and business planning workshops and these next ones are going to be fascinating and vital. I'd love to help you with yours. Cheers.